You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. with a hanky and now I got one. (laughs) Oh my goodness. How can you come out of that? Did you realize that like almost all of them except one were young? Were kids. Guys, our vision is happening. Through men and women who are serving in e-kids, men and women who are pouring in to the young in our community, all you who are teachers in, in this community and surrounding communities, you are the light of Christ. And you are connecting these kids, and we want to see more and more and more. So kids, if God is your God and Jesus has saved you and you want to be baptized We are going to have a service on August 11th. Parents, write that down. It's going to be called Dunked. We are going to dunk our kids for Jesus. And so we are so excited. So excited. Man. Our next generation matters more than I think we can really comprehend. To give you an example... In 20 years, I will be 60 in 20 years. Yes. I'll make 60 look good. Right, Dennis? Just turned 60. And where's our elder, Tony Stallion Cardinal? He turned 70 last week. Woo! But anyways, I'll be 60. Tony will be 90. Dennis, who's going to be leading our church? You? Pastor Daniel. Who's going to be leading our church? Hello? Hi. Hi, Cherry Holmes family. They're going to be leading our church. Over here, they're going to be leading our church. Guys, these people matter. And what we do now will lead us to the results in 20 years from now. And so as the lead pastor of this church, we are doing things different starting this season. We're we're not going to be perfect, and we can't do it all overnight. But we are going to invest our time, our resources, and our gifts and talents in this body to reach not just the adults, we're gonna reach the kids in the next generation. We don't have a whole lot of time left. And so I want to plea with you to focus with us on the next generation. If you don't know where you're called to, start thinking about the next generation. We want you to pray, and we need to do this more seriously and more sincerely as a church. We need to pray for our kids. We're not just dropping them off to daycare. We are dropping them off to church to encounter and experience Jesus. And we need to pray that God would change their lives. 
we're going to invest our money, our time, our resources, and most importantly, our presence. These kids need us. We live in a fatherless country. And you may not be a parent. Oh, but you are. Because there's a lot of kids that need a father and a mother, a godly father and a godly mother in their lives. And so, unashamedly, we have a plea to our church. Every church struggles in children's ministry. Not every church. A lot of church struggle because they just paint this picture that you're volunteering to show up with a bunch of shouting, running, crazy, snot, running nose kids in there. What you're doing is you're making disciples and you're being the light of Christ that one day some kid's going to come up here and be baptized because what you did in their lives. And so this next slide, we have a need. Uh, oh, let's go to that next slide. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there is a young girl. Where's Cheyenne? Is she here? Cheyenne, can, can you come on stage with me, please? She is my buddy. Come here. Cheyenne has started a Bible study in our community. And how many kids? How many kids have been coming? Ten kids have been coming. And I'm going to believe that in the next couple months, maybe the next year, Cheyenne's going to get to baptize some of those kids from her Bible study. Would you like that? Wouldn't that be cool? This was all her idea, and this is what she wanted to do, and supported by her parents. But guys, what we are doing here as a church is affecting the next generation. You need to understand this and experience this. And so Cheyenne, what you're, what you're doing with this Bible study, I want you to know, is the most incredible, special thing that you could ever do. And what you're doing is you're honoring and loving Jesus by helping other kids to do the same. And you are one of my heroes because I wish at your age that I did what you're doing now. And you are going to impact so many people for Jesus. And so can I ask you a question? Can I give you a hug? Yeah! Parents, you can do this too. If your child is interested, you can... How cool would it be if Blanchester kids started meeting and having home Bible studies in our community? How cool would that be? Be so awesome. I'm just... I guess I'm the only one excited. But anyways... Our next slide is uh, uh, our challenge. Do you have it for eKids? There's an eKid logo on it. Um, we have given uh, quite a few of our volunteers who work all the year through until summer, and then they get a break with their families. And we need about 12 adult volunteers to get this. One Sunday a month to go share Jesus and the love of Jesus with these kids. You don't have to come up with any curriculum. You don't have to do anything before you show up on Sunday. All you have to do is show up and be ready to love these kids. If we don't get the volunteers, then we can't have the classes. This is so important. And I understand you don't want to miss the adult service, but guess what? You can catch it on live stream. 
for one Sunday a month because what's going on over in eKids is so much more important than what's going on here. So with that said, Pastor Daniel, we're going to do a family dedication because families matter here. Some of you have been prompted to do this and prepared. Some of you have family members here. Some of you, if you haven't dedicated your kids and dedicated your family, you are more than welcome to join us up here. We're going to do this every fifth, um, this, uh, the, the months that have a, a fifth Sunday. We're going to do it so on the next one, September. Yeah, next September 30th, 29th, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so families who want to dedicate their family to the Lord and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to ask you to just come right up here in the front. You don't even have to come up stage, on stage, with a mic in front of your face. Just come on. We've got Cherry Holmes. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. <laughs> Families, come on up. Any family who wants to dedicate their family to the Lord, just come on up. And actually face me and Daniel, because we're better looking than out there. So I'm kidding. Sorry. So come on, families, come on. There's some room right here. Come on, come on in. Go ahead, Daniel. Oh, this is awesome. Um, I'm not super nervous right now and sweating, just so you guys know. This is just a little, yeah, baptism love and Holy Spirit going on. Um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to kind of reiterate what Phil is saying, that um, we are committed to the family. We, we are committed uh, to you all, to, to the parents, to the kids, uh, we're committed to the family of Christ, um, and that's really important for us to know because uh, there's, this doesn't always, the, having physical kids isn't always a blessing for everyone, but the family of God invites everyone to participate in an amazing opportunity, an amazing opportunity to impact and love and to pour into the next generation, and, and so this is not just an exclusive family service for people that have physical children. This is, this is an opportunity for celebrate our entire body as a whole uh, for the opportunity, the privilege, and the joy that it is to pour into, to disciple, and to help shape and mold the next generation. There's a, there's a scripture in Isaiah 54, and it talks about for those that aren't physically able to have children, that there's a great joy for you because what you can do when you impact the next generation, what you do when you pour into and parent and help uh, walk alongside this next generation has two promises. One, it will be global impact. There's going to be a global change that's going to take place when you do that. The second thing, there's another promise, is that the things that are ruined, the things that are broken, the things that would normally be desolate, and we can think about maybe families and communities that that's, that, that's going on, will be revitalized, will be changed. And that's what, that's the opportunity that we have when we commit to the family that Jesus has created of all people, of all races, can come together and be a part of something amazing. And so specifically, though, we want to bless you guys. We want to bless our families. And uh, kids, I want you guys to know that Jesus loves you guys that Jesus drew you all together, that he, he called the kids together and he said that you guys are loved and that you guys are valued. And that's for everyone. That he said that I want you to know that you are loved, that you have a purpose, that I have a great plan for you. 
And what's amazing is that the God that created everything, he saw you, he loved you, and he identifies you as his own. That's the love that God has for you. And so we as a church, we want to commit to sharing that love and showing that love to you all. And so we want to bless you in this time. And parents, we want to partner with you. Because being a parent, it's hard. (laughs) It's not easy. And there's an amazing thing that happens when we take the responsibility of helping others. There is a verse that says, if we bear one another's burdens, we fulfill the law of Christ. It's in Galatians 6. And that means that the law of Christ is that love others the way that Christ has loved us. And so when we walk with you parents, we are fulfilling that. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to keep holding strong. To God has blessed you with the opportunity to pour into your kids and to show them the love of God as a, as a father and mother can. And for any gap that's there, We know that in our generation and in our community, there's gaps where people are not experiencing the love of the father or a love of a mother. That's our opportunity, church. That's our opportunity to come in and to pour into and to love the next generation and to support these parents. And that's our commitment. That's our commitment to you. And that's how we're, that's our stance. And so what I would like to do is I would like to, if you're able to, I'd love for you all to stand. And elders, could you come forward, elders in our church and wives, would you come forward and just surround these families? And so, since you're all sitting in your seat, that's fine. If uh, I would just challenge you to just extend a hand just to show your support for these families. Extend a hand as we pray over these families to say that you are committed to supporting and helping these families as they raise godly children as they struggle and as they strive to be good moms and dads. So put your hand out, and we're going to pray over these families, and we're going to pray for the families in our community. Jesus, thank you so much for the gift of family. Thank you so much, Jesus, that you modeled and you created a way for us to be a part of the greatest family of all, the family of God. And so, Father, I just pray for the children that are here. I pray for all the children in this building and in the community, God. I pray that you would draw them to yourself, that they would see your approval and know that they are loved. Jesus, I pray that you would shine on them such adoration for who they are, that no amount of Social media affirmation can ever replace your love that you have thrown on them. And so, God, I pray that you would give them a destiny, that you would begin to unfold your wonderful plan that you have for each one of them. And, Father, I just pray for the parents. God, I pray that you would strengthen them, that you would give them the the courage to sacrificially lay down their life for their kids. God, I pray that we would as a church support them, that they would feel that they're not alone, that they're loved and that they don't have to be perfect, but they just need to continue to come to you, Jesus, because you work through us. And so God, I pray that you would work through each one of these parents so that they would 
Um, they would show the love of Christ to their kids. And God, I just pray for our church community as a whole, as a whole family. God, thank you so much for everyone here that is raising, that is extending their hand in commitment to the family, in commitment to the family of this church and this community. God, may our love overflow. May we be examples of your great endless love. And God, may we take the time necessary to sacrifice, to pour into, to mentor, and to disciple these parents, these kids, and anyone that we come in contact. God, may the love of this church be seen by how unified we are in our love for the family and our support for the family and the next generation. Jesus, it's in your amazing name that we proclaim this and we ask you to make this so in our lives and it's in your name we pray, amen. Amen. Can we hear it for these families as they go back to their seat? Go ahead and be seated. And now we're going to focus on the next generation within the teens of our church. Watch this video. Doesn't want to be in the video? Um, sure, sure. You're out. Put your sock back. everybody. We are Jeff and Tiffany Wiss, and we are the directors of the student ministry here at ECC. And yeah, what a fun week we had. Um, if you are here and you're a student that went to Rush Camp, come on up, join us up on the stage. We just wanted to take a little time this morning to give you all a taste of the fun that we had a couple weeks ago. And you know, it is true, we can do more together. 
because without this body right here of Christ, we couldn't have gone to this camp because you guys were so giving to us and, and helpful to make this happen. So we just wanted to take a moment and give you a hand <laughs> because we just, we love our church. We, we love the fact that you guys, that we can come together and do great things like this. But we all went to Camp Chautauqua in Miamisburg and um, we just had such a great time. A couple, we're going to share, you're going to hear from a couple of the students, the highlights, but we just wanted to give you some of the, um, the positive times and great things that God did on that trip. But for me, it was just, there's nothing like, if you've never been able to go to a camp, there's nothing like getting away, getting away from your home, your comfort zone, and getting into this camp. The Holy Spirit just moves. It's just really cool. And for Jeff and I, I won't speak for you, but for me, it was just so nice to have a week that we could just hang out with the students and have fun and grow closer to the Lord. It truly was a blast. Um, I told them all, I said, I'm going to miss you when I go home. And I did. I, I went home. I was happy to go home and sleep. I'm not going to, the mattresses were very thin, but um, I truly did miss them all. We had just such a great week. And I tell you, you got a taste of watching that with the worship. There is nothing like seeing 500 students go up front and lift their hands and worship the Lord. It would bring me to tears every night when I watched it. So for me, that was definitely the highlight was just watching our students and coming together with like 15 other churches and watching 500 students talk about the next generation for Christ. It was pretty awesome. So um, probably, there, I had a lot of highlights. Um, I had a couple students that didn't think they could make it through. Uh, and they made it through, and they persevered. And it was because of your prayers and the power of Jesus. So that was, that was awesome for me. I had a couple students tell me when they got back, it was the greatest week of their life. And um, so, like Tiffany said, to see 500, 500 students um, there were 200 youth leaders there uh, and counselors pouring into these kids. And um, if you saw in the video, they do something where uh, they give students, the students that come, an opportunity to um, do a worship ministry uh, competition and then also a speaking competition. And the winners of those get to come up and um, there was a boy, I think he was like 13, and he won the speaking competition, and he came up and he challenged everybody in that room from young to old. Um, we had one of the youth revivals. We go to youth revivals um, a couple times a year, and uh, Taylor um, from Montgomery Church, he had won. He came up uh, and actually led a song that he wrote on stage, and it was just, it was phenomenal. So to see, like, like Pastor was talking about, the next generation stepping up and leading, um, it's just awesome for me. So we're going to let a couple students talk. All right. Hey, everybody. <laughs> all right. So we did a lot at camp, but I think one of the most memorable that all of us are going to remember. So it was monsoon season, if you didn't know. Um, so it's pouring down rain, and me and a couple of other girls around the cabin were like, let's just go play in the rain, right? Um, little did we know that there's a trail that went back behind our cabin. So we just start running through the mud, the rain, and we're wearing, like, good, decent clothes, right? And we're there for a week, so we pack for a week. So we eventually ran out of clothes. <laughs> so we're running, and then we find a rope swing. So we just slide in the mud, like, over and over and over again. 
That was Wednesday night. Thursday night, it pours down rain again. So then we get Tiffany out there with um, Caleb and Matthew and Brennan, but he's not here. And they decide to just throw mud balls in Tiffany's face and hair. (laughs) She loved it. (laughs) So I think that was probably the most fun memories. Um, Definitely the most memorable thing of the entire camp is how close we all got. It's definitely a family feel now, and we can talk to each other easier, and it's just more fun to be around each other because we know each other personally. I mean, when you spend a week with somebody, you're going to know them better. So... I think it was definitely a good time. So. Hi. Um, so, yeah, uh, my favorite part of uh, camp was definitely the worship. Um, just, you know, I was up right next to the stage uh, almost every single time uh, we had chapel. But the worship, I just felt like, you know, intimate with God and everything. And it just, I went all out. Um, that had to be my, my favorite part. Um, and the worship was great. The band was great. Um, but my, probably my favorite memory, uh, from camp was me and my brother Caleb, well, uh, Thursday night when they were playing on the hill, we took Tiffany, and after she had just struggled up the hill, me and Caleb took her and just shoved her right back. (laughs) And I, I just, I can clearly remember her screaming all the way down that hill, you know. That was my favorite part, too. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So, uh, again, like Tiffany said in the beginning, these students up here have no idea how generous you all are, um, and that is, that is such a blessing to this ministry. So, again, we just want to thank you for that. Um, thank you for the prayers. Uh, we could definitely feel them. Uh, things were happening. Um, walls were being broken down. Like Jaden said, relationships were being built. And um, that's because of your support. So thank you so much. Thank you. You guys can come on down. That's the youth here that we are investing in, the next generation here. There's also a global aspect. We're to go into all the world and tell people about Jesus. And so we are so excited that one of our... um, uh, missions, ministries that we support that's global in El Salvador, uh, the leaders are here. Their family, uh, actually their brother is Randy Hibbs. Do you all know Randy Hibbs? Rand- Randy here this morning? Hey, Randy. We love you, man. You serve so much here. And uh, so Brittany and uh, Bobby, would you come on up? And as we say that, um, as they're coming up to just tell us briefly, and then, then we're actually going to be able to close and fellowship and head on out and enjoy this beautiful weekend and get ready for the fourth. Um, but one thing you may have not known, now Tiffany is on staff part-time as our youth director, and um, Jeff is serving as our lay leader youth director with her. He has a full-time job as Detective of Mason. And what a great duo, by the way, detective and youth ministry. This is just awesome. They, they're not going to get away with anything. Um, but anyways, um, Jeff took vacation all week um, to minister to the kids. And I'm not trying to brag on him, but that's what, we, that's what we're seeing when we invest in the next generation. Is adults that have that heart are willing to literally take personal time and vacation time to be 
a part of this. Next year, hopefully we'll do rush camp, we want about probably another five to six couples to come that week and minister to these kids and see the life change. And I promise you, you'll have a little bit of life change that you'll experience yourself. And so, um, Bobby and Brittany, we love you guys. And I know we had some technical difficulties, so we don't have a lot of pictures, but we do have a video. So why don't you just kind of tell us uh, what's going on and whatever's on your heart. No, first we'd just like to say thank you for just your support and your generosity and just your love because every time we come here, we just feel genuine love in this church. So we thank you for that. And, and two, just a big thanks for bringing Carlos, which I, I always want to say Sippy. So if I say Sippy, that's Carlos. And, and um, what he's mentioning there, just so if you don't know, um, you as a church, uh, you give your, your, your tithes and your offerings faithfully, and we have committed as a church uh, for now, this year, that we are going to give 10% of what you give away to our local and global communities. And so we were able to bring on a full-time, right? Yeah, full-time. full-time staff member for them for a year um, for what's kind of little here in the state, or, or a little for you guys, or wait, wait, little for us here in the States is very big and goes a long way with you guys in El Salvador. So you guys made it possible for a, a year now, right? Yeah, one year. He's and on so staff. we're going on two years of full-time staff yeah. because of your generosity. Yeah, and Carlos has been a huge blessing to our staff, and, uh, and God's timing was perfect because we've been on a mission field now for 12 and a half years, and uh, last year was definitely one of our hardest years that we have ex- had the experience on the mission field. And uh, last year, we actually, uh, in November, we lost one of our younger boys, which was actually one of Carlos's disciples. And I'm thankful that he had Carlos in his life. Um, but like I said, we lost Mauricio last year, and it was, it was hard on the church. And uh, Basipi was there for him, encouraging him for, for, his, for the last part of his life, and almost being a father to Mauricio. And and as, when we lost Mauricio, uh, Sippy was there for his mother and just there encouraging his mother through those very difficult times. So Sippy has just been a tremendous blessing. And then about a month before we came here, I was in the hospital with uh, typhoid fever and I couldn't run the ministry. And then I was, so I was stressed and Sippy just, but Sippy just stepped right up and just basically took my job over when I was in the hospital. But it was a little bit stressful because when I was in the hospital, one of our boy's dad was out on a bicycle and actually got hit by a truck and actually killed uh, this young man's father. And so I couldn't be there to support the family. So Sippy just jumped right up and took over my job and done everything I needed to do. So yes, he's just been amazing, just amazing to our staff. And, and two, uh, I baptized a young man back in March that now heads up our uh, sports ministry. Um, he heads up our soccer team and our basketball team. They're going to be heading up a our basketball team, but uh, Sippy is the one who actually encouraged him into our church, and Sippy is actually the one who actually helped lead him to the Lord and get him baptized, so that is the fruit of Sippy's work, and we are thankful for Sippy, and I will just close by saying this, um, but Sippy is, like I said, just an amazing kid, and uh, I was sitting last year, and I was discipling Sippy, and we were just sitting down, and I was encouraging him, and I asked Sippy, how have you been affected by the gangs? And I remember he just sat down and he started counting on his hands and he started counting. He said, you know, I've had, he started counting. He said, got the five and then 10 and then 15 and then 20. And he got up to like 23 people that in his family and friends that has been murdered by the gangs. 
And I was impacted by that. And as I went home, I just thought Sippy could, Sippy could have been one of those people because Sippy never had a father in his life. Sippy lives in one of the roughest communities where we live. He had a lot of bad friendships. But thanks to you guys, Sippy is now in our church, on our staff, being a father to a lot of our young guys. So you guys support a very special young man. We're also just been really excited the past year because we were able to see one of our um, goals and visions come to fruition. And one of the things that we wanted um, that was really important to our hearts was to create a safe place for our youth. And we wanted to see the ministry center open every day so that youth would have a safe place where they could come and also expand the classes that we offer. So we were able to start doing that back in November. We were able to bring a teacher actually on full time. And she's there every day. We were able to expand our literacy classes and our leveling classes and help youth who have dropped out of school, who were illiterate, who are prime targets for joining a gang, um, actually uh, learn to read, finish their education, and have hope restored back to their life. One young man in particular that we are so proud of is a young man named Juan. He's 22. He um, had never went to school. He was completely illiterate. One of his brothers was murdered by the gang. Another one of his brothers was actually shot in the head on the steps to our church, and uh, a couple of years ago, and so this young man, what's, you know, his future was, was very dismal for him, and so he came, started coming to our literacy classes, and he started um, being loved on and exposed to the Word of God, and he just took advantage of those opportunities that were being given to him, and he started attending church, and now, um, a year, about a year and a half later, um, one now, knows how to read. He's completed the literacy program, and he is actually in the leveling program. He's earned his first and second grade certificate. He's currently working on third grade, and he's actually bringing his friends um, to classes, and so we are just so excited to be able to, through Christ, restore hope back to youth who have lost hope, and that was our greatest burden was to see hope restored back to them, hope restored back to El Salvador, um, see our youth giving back to communities. And this year we started something called Be the Church Day. So what we do is every quarter, instead of having service, we actually take our youth out to the streets and we are church to the community. We, um, our youth, they, they, they give a free meal to people in the community. Um, some of our girls cut hair. They clean up the streets. They cut grass. We paint houses. So youth who are normally kind of terrorizing neighborhoods, we are now discipling them and teaching them. And through Christ, they are now restoring neighborhoods. So we are so excited for what God is doing in El Salvador, and we thank you guys for being a major part of that. Thank you. So we have a short video. We're just going to close with a short video about our Be the Church Day, and we just thank you.
That's so cool. Kids, you've been absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And we hope that you kids and teens experience God uh, today and uh, are changed because of him. So would everyone stand? Everyone stand. On these family services, we're going to do something different to empower and commission all of our families. Um, but I just want to say one last thing is if you are visiting, be sure to fill out a connect card if you're comfortable in doing that. If not, would you meet me or Daniel or one of our leaders that you've seen up here? We'd love to connect with you and hear your story. Church, we are going to show up and we're going to love big on the 4th of July, whether you're going to join us in the parade, whether you're going to kind of like that video, just serving food, just loving people. We're going to be playing games with kids, face painting. Uh, we got the youth team Gaga Ball going to be there. Uh, no one likes that game. Um, so it's going to be pretty, pretty stinking cool. And so we just want to love people. If you have any questions about the 4th of July, uh, please go to the corner uh, of the lobby and you can get some, uh, uh, some of your questions answered. By the way, we had all these different types of shifts for the 4th of July outreach. And thanks to Veronica for recruiting and signing everyone up. All those shifts are filled. That is huge. Usually we're saying, we need you. You showed up. So what I want to do, since it is our family celebration service, everyone grab a hand. There should be nobody without a, a hand to hold. We are the family of God. And we belong together. And so I want to pray a blessing over our kids. So we're, if you have a kid, you're holding a kid's hand, just pray with me. God, Jesus. Would you be magnified and glorified in these kids' lives? Become real, become tangible, become the center and the best friend of their lives. Father, we ask for an explosion of life change starting now in our kids here at this church, at the churches in our community, in the schools, and the least of these, Father, we ask that you would bring revival in these kids. Now, if you're touching hands with an adult male or an adult female, you are touching hands to a mother or a father, whether you have biological children or not. We are spiritual daddies and spiritual mommies, spiritual grandmas and spiritual grandpas to the body of Christ. And so we just pray, I pray a special blessing, Father, that you would fill them with your love, your grace, your truth, and your power. Give them a new passion, a fresh fervor, a fresh vision for the next generation, those that you have called to pour into, Father. And we pray for a dear brother of ours who's here today in this section, Jack O'Rourke. If you know Jack, would you just surrounded with prayer right now. He's going to have open heart surgery on Tuesday morning. Father, you are the great physician and you have called these other physicians to rally around Jack. And we just ask, Father, for healing. We ask for restoration. We ask for protection. And we ask that your glory would be experienced by Jack and everyone in the OR and through the recovery. And God, would you just support his wife, Meg? Lift her up, God. Let them know that you are loved, that you love them, and they are loved by you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, let's go be the light and love of Christ. God bless you. Let's go.
Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly impact Bible study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.